And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I, I promise at some point this week we will get into the COVID deer. Because apparently Michigan's got a bunch of COVID deer. Deer that are infected with COVID. True story. So, I are you not going to be allowed to hunt deer anymore? Is this going to be a part of the Great Resets move away from eating meat? I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, let's see. Let's go some international stuff. Let's let's do that. And I promise these will be quick because there's a couple like tiny little COVID things in there, but I'm not doing a COVID thing. Uh, an eight-year-old boy is facing the death penalty in Pakistan because they peed in a library on the carpet, and in the library there were religious texts. So as bad as things get in America, always remember that you still have an advantage over literally every other place on earth. Uh, so eight years old. Eight years old, peed in a library on the carpet, probably because somebody wouldn't let him go, and because there's religious texts inside the library, he is facing the death penalty. An eight-year-old. Next, we have a vaccinated Australian woman was denied a request to visit her daughter, who is fighting cancer. She's fully vaccinated. She lives in Sydney. She has been denied access to her daughter, who, again, is fighting cancer. She provided, uh, let's see, she she's fully vaccinated with AstraZeneca. She tested negative for COVID four times since July 19th, and she provided all of this information just to be able to travel to Melbourne from Sydney and visit her daughter, who is fighting cancer. She was denied that opportunity. Not allowed to. Once again, I maintain that the spike in COVID cases is primarily driven by illegal immigrants. There is a new report out that 20% of migrant children who are coming across the southern border have tested positive for COVID. 20%. And a bunch of those illegal aliens that have been released into the United States with the new Biden catch and release program have not been vaccinated. You're not supposed to be able to go to school or work without being fully vaccinated, but you can come into the United States and get free access to the country without being vaccinated. And in many times, not even tested. And they have admitted all of this. Even uh, Jen Psaki admitted that they were letting uh, COVID positive people into the U.S. the other day. A judge in Berlin. No, wait, nope. This is from Berlin, but it was in Switzerland. A judge in Switzerland Um, had to deal with protests in front of the appeals court in Switzerland. And the reason was the judge decided to reduce a rapist's sentence. And the reason for the reduction in the rapist's sentence, the rapist was convicted and then sentenced, but a judge reduced that sentence. And the reason that the judge reduced that sentence was the rape only, only lasted 11 minutes. So because the rape was only 11 minutes, it did not justify the extra years in prison. Uh, so anyway, the lowered the defendant's prison sentence from four years to three, four years and three months to three years. And that in that nice. So hey, that's in Switzerland. That's not even in a crazy Islamic country. That's in Switzerland for crying out loud. So again, be happy you live in the United States. Although our judges do things like that all the time too, Um, I you have to pay attention to this too. Let's just let's let's get into a couple of things. I want to talk about Afghanistan, and I also want to talk about Iran. 
there's a couple of things that are happening overseas that um, I think are get, getting kind of swallowed up uh, with all of this thing, uh, th- this COVID stuff and everything else that's happening. But there's some very important things that are happening internationally that you need to pay very, very close attention to. Um, one is that the Taliban is on the offensive. Now, for the record, everybody knew the Taliban was going to be on the offensive. Everybody. The The thing is that how you leave the country will dictate whether or not the Taliban is going to have an advantage in going on the offense. First off, there are many units in Afghanistan that are very good units that we have trained. There are a lot of units in Afghanistan that it doesn't matter how much we've trained them, they just don't have a fighting culture and they're not very good. Uh, they just they run away. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Certain tribes in Afghanistan don't fight well, just naturally. And it's going to take generation after generation after generation of changing that mindset to turn them into effective fighters. Um, we take for granted that there is a natural fighting culture in America and in places like the U.K., that just don't exist in a lot of other places. Most of those places are places that have been perpetually oppressed for a number of years. And Afghanistan has always basically, well, not always, but basically been oppressed for, you know, at least a couple of, well, about four generations or so. It's just one of those places where it has become inculcated in their culture to just run and hide and not fight, okay? We have an opposite of that culture, but it is quickly shifting the other way. Um, UK has has a fighting culture as well. Uh, there are other countries. Israel has a fighting culture. Uh, Russia has a fighting culture. You know, there are countries that have just a natural proclivity to fight. Others don't. Afghanistan is just one of those places. There are certain tribes, though, that are warlike tribes who fight very well. Not everybody. So some units are much better than others in spite of our training and our supplies and everything else that, that we've given them. Um, we learned also a lot in Afghanistan that many of the Afghans who would fight well would only fight well if they were fighting alongside us. The moment they were on their own, everything broke down, they panicked and ran away. So you're going to have issues in Afghanistan with an American pullout. We knew that uh, the, the Trump plan was a bit different than the Biden plan. As we've said before, um, it's not getting out of Afghanistan, which at some point in time you have to do. You can't just stay in Afghanistan forever. But at some point in time, you've got to leave. Well, the Trump plan for leaving was dramatically different than the Biden plan. Biden changed it, tried to make it his own. We did a whole segment on it, on how that compared to Obama extending combat troop deployments in Iraq for 14 months and completely changing the, the, uh, the agreement that Bush had with Iraq to leave. Under the agreement with Bush, the intelligence infrastructure, special forces, support, all of that was still going to remain in place for the Iraqis to fight off any insurgency that would happen. Obama extended U.S. combat troop deployments and then cut off all of that support. ISIS rose. ISIS conquered the country. We had to go back. That's basically what happened. In Afghanistan, Biden is basically doing what Obama did in Iraq. Trump wasn't going to do that. So we have had the Taliban now uh, on an offensive, and they have captured several major cities in Afghanistan in an effort to try and reconquer the country now that we're not officially there as active combatants. As a result, the U.S., although this is slightly different, um, but it will change in the near future, the U.S. does have air 
support that is available to the Afghan regulars. And that includes B-52s and gunships and, and a whole bunch of other assets that have been used to tr try and now help slow down uh, the Taliban. But again, keep that in mind because we have to keep an eye on what's happening over there in that country because if, you know, things go super south in, in Afghanistan, you know, the big fear is, of course, we're going to have to get back over there again and it's just going to become a problem. It, at this point in time, it's almost like we should be empirical. I know that leftists have always falsely called us imperialists, but, you know, it, it's getting to the point where a lot of the places that that we clean up because they become threats to us you almost have to make them into vassals or else they just descend into chaos. I'm not advocating that. That dictates a necessity to change our foreign policy and how we direct those types of things. But it's it's a little strange. Uh, somebody asked if it was kind of like what we did with South Vietnam. Not really, because South Vietnam really didn't have um, air support or anything like that either. You know, we basically left that conflict for two years as a combatant, we had advisors that were there. Um, and that included some special forces that were doing some training and that sort of thing. But we weren't actively engaged in combat in Vietnam for two years before the fall of Saigon. So yet similar, but not exactly the same situation. But we'll see ultimately what happens if Biden adjusts uh, his strategy with Afghanistan after the Taliban offensive. Uh, the other thing is that I don't know how many of you are aware of this, but we are about the size of a Nats re uh, reproductive system from Israel and Iran going to war with one another. There was a ship that was attacked, and it was an Israeli ship, and all of the evidence points to Iran, and the Pentagon actually revealed all of their evidence on this, uh, what is it, Friday. So on Friday, we released all of the information that we had on a, basically it was a drone attack on an Israeli ship and Israel is there. They've even said it like they're pretty much ready to go to war with Iran at this point. Israel is allowing the international community an opportunity to do something. The international community will predictably fail them because they always do. Most of the international community hates Israel and hates Jews. That's just a reality of our world. Uh, but the Biden administration is extremely weak when it comes to Israel and Iran. We already know that. So I'm not anticipating a lot of support uh, morally or otherwise from the United States government on this. And some people would argue that that's a good thing. And just let Israel and Iran duke it out if it gets to that point. But, you know, you need to pay very, very close attention to this because, you know, this is an oil tanker that they hit. Um, but it was an Iranian drone that hit this Israeli tanker ship. And so Israel's like, well, you've attacked a, a, a ship of ours. That's an act of war. And they're not wrong. So they're trying to give, again, they're trying to give the international community some time to do something about this. But ultimately, Israel knows, you all know, I know, everybody watching this knows, the international community will fail Israel, and they won't refuse to do it. This, one of the reasons that Israel is always forced into fighting is because the international community never backs, backs them up when they're the victim. And so they're, they're forced to fight. It's one of the things that the, the people, unfortunately, just don't realize about what's, what's happening over in the Middle East. And anytime Israel has to take up arms against somebody, it's because Israel has generally been attacked. And when they go to the international community to try and seek some kind of support for that, 
the international community pretends that Israel doesn't exist, just like they pretend Taiwan doesn't exist. And Israel is forced to take action. It's that or their people die. Really is, honestly, that simple. I ran into an old Facebook post of mine while I was on vacation. Um, and it had to deal with the, uh, I think it was the Israeli-Lebanon uh, conflict, the last one from a few years back. And I broke it all down for everybody because, you know, a bunch of people didn't know actually what caused that conflict. And it really is a very simple thing to understand. Israel minds their own business. Some event that is kicked off by the Palestinians um, or or Hezbollah, that happens. Israel responds. The terrorists and the rest of the, the international community then uses that as a jumping off point by pretending the thing that kicked it all off didn't happen and that Israel struck, struck first. And that's where we go. But Israel always, always goes to the U.N., always asks the U.N. for help. The U.N. always basically just picks their nose and their butt and goes in the back room. I assume that all of the people at the U.N. are snorting cocaine in the back because they're not paying attention to what's happening in the world, nor do they care. Um, but the, the rumblings that have been coming out of Israel over the past several days are that they are basically preparing for full-scale war. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. A lot of times we have been on the brink of that, and it hasn't happened, uh, but Israel is prepared for that. So keep an eye on that story, especially considering uh, the fact that we do not have an Israeli-friendly government at this point in time, which I know some of you who even like the nation of Israel but don't want to support Israel in military conflict because you feel that it's you know not necessarily our business and it drags us into broader conflicts that we have nothing to do with. I understand that perspective, um, but again, you know, you still have to pay attention to it because it has the ability to in, in, intertwine us with what is happening over there one way or the other. So pay very, very close attention to those stories. Again, what's happening with the Taliban in Afghanistan, what's happening between Israel and, and Iran right now because of that attack on that tanker ship. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I was just letting the live stream know, which you should be watching, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. And if you don't subscribe to my Rumble channel, why do you hate America? Did you, by the way, did you all, as an aside, did you see that there was a big controversy with Dan Bongino over the weekend? Did you see that? I don't know if he addressed it on his radio show. I know that he addressed it on his podcast. I'm sure he addressed it on his radio show. So Dan Bongino interviewed uh, former President Trump. And in in that interview, um, Trump said that, hey, there was election fraud and that sort of thing, right? Well, that aired on Fox in its entirety uh, on the Fox News website. It's there in its entirety. But on the YouTube channel, 
that Fox runs, the the voter fraud aspect of the interview was edited out. And a lot of people thought that that was Dan Bongino's fault. Well, it's not. Fox did that because they have to do that in order to conform to the YouTube guidelines. Now, the YouTube guidelines are complete crap. They're absolute crap. They are totalitarian. They don't make any sense. Hillary Clinton talks about election fraud and how her election was stolen from her left and right. YouTube doesn't do anything about it, even though that has been universally and completely debunked. But Dan Bongino didn't do that. That was something that Fox News did, because if they upload the video with the interview as it happened, the video will be taken down. YouTube will probably take down Fox News' entire channel. Let's be honest, YouTube would love to do that. This is another reason why you shouldn't be on YouTube and you should be on Rumble. So a lot of people were mad at Dan Bongino for something that Fox News had to do in order to maintain their channel on YouTube because YouTube is censoring any of that content. If you go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host, none of that stuff's edited. None of that stuff is a violation of terms of service. So if you follow my YouTube channel, thank you. I appreciate that. Now kindly pick your butt up and go over to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. It's not just the live streams that you can watch. All of my video content now goes to rumble. And the video content on Rumble doesn't get taken down. The video content on YouTube almost always gets taken down. Rumble.com slash Casey the host. By the way, uh, we're almost there. When we get to 1,000 subscribers, we're going to do a giveaway. Actually, a couple of giveaways, which involve Amazon gift cards and custom-made artwork and a bunch of other stuff. So, uh, But you have to be a subscriber on my channel at Rumble, and it's free. Rumble.com slash Casey the host. All right. Um. So I'm including a couple of additional links about COVID studies that I didn't get to in the earlier segment of the show. That'll be in the Daily Show prep today at theburningtruth.us, just so you know. A lot of people are concerned about what Apple is going to do. I don't know if you guys have paid attention to this. Um, Apple now says that they are going to scan everybody's phones for content. And I know that you Apple fanboys and girls out there love talking about how Apple doesn't violate your privacy and all this other nonsense, which doesn't make any technological sense whatsoever because Apple 100% does all of the things that Google does and more. Um, it's just that Google is a little bit more will. It's really not even Google. It's the providers are a little bit more willing to work with uh, law enforcement than than Apple is. Um Apple is now going to scan phones for child pornography. So they're going to scan everybody's phone for child pornography. So they unveiled these plans Thursday. It's software intended to detect and flag sexually explicit images of children. But there's obviously a concern, which we're going to go over here in a minute. If they start doing it for that, which, you know, nobody, nobody wants people like that to get away with it. We want them all to get caught. But... What happens if they decide that it's not just child pornography they want to scan for? What if it's other stuff? We'll talk about that coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Make sure you let them know that I sent you too, by the way. Especially since I just gave them a bunch of money. All right, Apple now says that they are going to scan phones for child pornography. We all we all hate pedophiles. Um, look, here's the thing. It, pedophiles should be killed, probably in a messy, horrible way. And I realize that there's a few of you in the religious community that oppose that. Um, and I just respectfully disagree with you on that. But that's okay. You're probably better people than I am, but I'm more practical. At the end of the day, pedophiles are bad. Pedophiles who engage in this behavior should be removed from society. The, the worst should be heaped upon them, if you ask me. So when Apple says that they're going to scan your phone, if you are an Apple user for child pornography, there is an immediate, I think, visceral reaction that says, good. But then you have to take that step back and you have to go, Okay, but what's the next step beyond that? And can things be misinterpreted as child pornography that are perfectly innocent? That becomes the debate now. And what will end up happening is, you know, when when you inevitably, if you're a libertarian-minded privacy person, you look at this and you go, yeah, no, don't scan my phone. What will happen is, because we're talking about the worst of society in pedophiles, what will happen is anybody who supports this will say, well, you're pro-pedophile if you don't want them to scan your phone. Because it's not a problem unless you're a pedophile, right? And the answer to that is, no, don't be stupid. So here's the story. Apple unveiled plans for software intended to detect and flag sexually explicit images of children in a move critics say threaten user privacy. Now, that doesn't mean... That you're pro-pedophilia. The software to be added to iOS and iPad OS in an update later this year will perform on-device scans of users' images that are then uploaded to iCloud and match them against a database of sexually explicit content of children, according to the company. If enough images match content in the database... Apple will manually review them and report the user to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, according to the announcement. Now, again, on the surface, this sounds okay-ish. Now, here's why. There's a database of child pornography that the government uses. These are photographs and videos that are often exchanged in these underground repositories, if you will. Those images are in that database. Apple has access to that database. And so just like a Google image search, where you can take an image, upload it to Google, and Google will look for that image everywhere on the Internet, the idea is that if you have enough of these images on your phone, not just one, maybe not even just two, but if you have enough of these images that are in this child pornography database that the government maintains, and they're on your device, then Apple will manually review it and make sure that they're not getting it wrong. And then, and only then, once confirmed, 
that you should be slaughtered in the worst possible way, will they then notify the, the government that you're a pedophile and you're, you're trading child pornography? On the surface, this looks like there's enough redundancy built into the system that your privacy is not going to be jacked with. But you have to wait. The company will also add new tools to its Messages app that alerts children and their parents that they receive or send sexually explicit images using on-device scans that detect sexual content in message attachments. FYI, as a parent, I'm kind of okay with that. Because... A lot of you 13, 14, 15, 16, even 17-year-old kids and your kids, you send photos and videos of yourself to other people, and you need to stop. It is only going to haunt you. It will not. Here's the thing, okay? It will not benefit you long-term to send photos or videos of yourself that way to anybody, period. There is no benefit long-term for you to do that. The benefit short-term is that you get some positive feedback for whoever you're sending it to. Maybe you're trying to hook up with that person, and this allows that to happen. But that's still only going to be in a very small amount of cases. And particularly, it's you young ladies that are prone to this. You think it's okay to show off your chest or your other parts in order to get the attention of boys or what have you. Um... And most of the time, I'm telling you, it's going to immediately not benefit you, and they're going to get shared around and passed around to their friends and maybe your school or whatever and ruin your reputation. Um, If it does work, okay, great. Maybe you get a positive reaction or you get to hook up with that one individual, but then after that relationship is over, and let's be honest, it will be over one day, you're going to have to deal with the fact that this stuff is out there somewhere. And I promise you there will come a time where you do not want that stuff to be out there. I'm not making this up. There's a famous adult film star who just a couple of weeks ago, she's one of the most downloaded adult film stars in the world. And just a couple of weeks ago, she started talking about how she's getting to the point where she wants kids. And so what she's going to do, this adult film star, who is one of the most famous, she's a top 10 downloaded adult film star on all the adult websites, okay? She is going to, and I quote, in in her mind, paraphrasing, not exact quote, because I don't have it in front of me, she's just going to remove all of her videos and pictures off of the internet. Now, even my news director is looking at me cockeyed on this. How? How? If you were in Europe and you were under right-to-be-forgotten laws, it would be impossible for you to do that. You are one of the most famous adult film stars in the world, still considered one of the most downloaded people out there, and you think when you have kids, it's just automatically going to go away? But here's the thing. She's not ashamed of her profession. It doesn't bother her. She's still active. She still doesn't want her kids to see it. That is my point. Teenagers out there, there will come a time where you will regret sending it. And it will never, ever benefit your life long-term, period. So as a parent, when I have a minor's phone and I register that phone as a minor with Apple, 
and Apple is going to scan their messenger app and is going to say, hey, uh, your sweet little angel who will never do anything wrong just sent photos of herself to a boy across town. I would like a notification from that. With that said, it is easily defeated and easily avoided and teenagers will easily find a way. So this has a lot of people very concerned about what else they'll start scanning because this is now seen as a backdoor. And Apple has always promised never to give law enforcement a backdoor into their operating system. And a lot of people are saying this is exactly that. Now, what happens if they create tools that are able to scan for other things and they're able to get them on your, your Apple device and those tools exploit the Apple system in order to scan for other stuff. Like, oh, I don't know, AR-15s. Perhaps anti-vaccine content, like social media is already doing. And many of these, these processor manufacturers are embedding into the hardware of your computers. What this looks like is it looks like an easy way for Apple to justify getting on board with scanning all of your posts in order to blacklist you off of social media with hardware. But they're going about it the software route. That's what it looks like to a lot of people. Even though they're on board with catching pedophiles, there is a real concern that this opens a back door into the Apple system, which allows anybody to scan everything else. And then, of course, there's the fact that, you know, your, your, your innocent pictures of your kids in the tub or whatever might end up being scanned on this thing. And, and even if you aren't thrown to the wolves as peddling child pornography, somebody at Apple is going to have to manually look at your photos to make sure that you're not out there exploiting children. And in that case, they will be seeing photos of your kids naked and what have you. So these are real concerns that people have. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Friendly reminder, you don't love America unless you subscribe to my Rumble channel, rumble.com slash Casey the host. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, let's see. Uh, Casey, this is on my live stream. Casey, that's what they've been, they, they have said about the vaccine is screwing with the immune system, uh, according to some doctors. We're just having a conversation off the air on on whether or not 
and there's no hard proof of this. It's just a theory that I, I have that the if you're naturally immune because you've had COVID before, I wonder if getting the vaccine messes with that. Like it could reduce your your immunity. I don't know if that's true. I'm just I'm just saying it. But there have been a lot of a lot of people in the, the medical community have been saying that the vaccines have been messing with the immune system, including that doctor that we played for you earlier today who testified at the uh, school board. Now, again, that's, you know, none of that stuff has been peer reviewed or anything like that. We're just, you know, there's a lot of people that have been saying it. So we, we were having that conversation during the commercial break. Um, it's just something to think about as you go forward, making a decision. And as I've said before, I, you know, I think, you know, for, for people out there who are gung ho on the vaccine, that's cool. That's, that's fine. I, I don't have an issue with it. I'm certainly not anti-vax, but beyond that, I also think that if you're on the fence about it, or if you think if you're pro vaccine and you think people who are hesitant about the vaccine are crazy, I would ask you this one simple question. Why is it that 30% of the, the health industry in this country don't want the vaccine, according to the surveys? So there's about 30% of the medical field doesn't want to get the vaccine. And I've talked with several doctors and nurses who don't want it. And, you know, I would say that there is a very strong pro-vaccine element in the health industry in this country. But there is a lot of people out there in that industry who don't want it, not because they're anti-vax, but because they're not in a danger category and they'd rather have some longevity and more research on it. And and I don't think that that's inappropriate for, for somebody to want. All right. What, what else do we have here? So many other things to talk about. Um, I might get with some climate change stuff tomorrow. I don't think I'll have time to do it today. There is some interesting climate change stuff that is out there that I would like you all to hear uh, as some of the data has come out again. And I know that you, you haven't heard me talk about it in quite a while, but I think it's important for people to hear nonetheless. Um, this is an interesting story. This kind of goes along with sending naked photos of yourself to somebody, so I'll just do it here. An influencer, that is somebody who is famous on social media, but not really famous, an influencer with 1.7 million followers had her accounts deleted by her mom. Youch. And <laughs> the the woman, the woman said, "I don't want my brilliant daughter doing her daily dances like a trained baboon. It's a sad generation for which this counts as fame." That's true. And we run into this a lot because there's a lot of people who are what we call social media famous, which have more followers than us, but they're not really famous. They could leave their house and nobody would recognize them anywhere. But, you know, people who have less followers on social media are, are far more well-known in the community. Um, but there's also a lot of folks that are social media famous that can't get anybody to buy a single thing. And we've talked about those stories before. So I'm conflicted on this, but the mom's at least trying her best. we got more coming up.